Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of TV Gen Z, the podcast where we discuss the latest news by you and for you. I'm your host, Dalal, and welcome back to the Roundtable segment. Joined with me today, we have James, our producer, Aman Siddiqui, and for his debut appearance on TV Gen Z, our editor, Mr. Aman Shad. Hey guys, what's up? Hi, everyone. Hey guys. Hi, Aman. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What do you mean? I've been here for quite a while. Uh Haha. I know it could be confusing. Yeah, it could be confusing, but we have two Amans on the team, as you guys know. And Aman Shad, for the first time, is going to appear on an episode. He's usually behind the scenes listening to what we say. But today, he has the mic. To begin today's episode, I wanted to know if you guys had the chance to travel during winter break. Yeah, I finally did. I went back to India where I was born because it was my first cousin's wedding. It was really fun. I hadn't traveled since like 2019 or something. Can I go next? Yes. Yes, you may. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually did travel this winter break and it was also for a cousin's wedding. I had a really interesting experience. So it was the first time I was actually traveling alone. What happened was as I arrived at the airport, uh, after the check-in and everything, I found out that the credit card I have allows me to access this one really cool lounge at the airport. And I was like, why not, you know? So I arrived at the airport like two hours, uh, three hours before my flight. So I had tons of time. So I was sitting there at the lounge, chilling, uh, eating food. Yeah, I was eating a lot of food. As usual. As usual. But, you know, I didn't really realize the time going by. Uh-oh. So my flight was at 7.20, right? And, you're, and, they, and they closed the flight gates like 40 minutes or like an hour before. So I look at my phone and the time is 6.53 and my flight was at 7.20 and I'm at the lounge. And bear in mind, the lounge is about a 20-minute walk away from the actual gate. And this is where the panic sort of starts to set in. And when I looked at the board, which tells you like the flight schedule, it said flight to Islamabad, gate closed. Uh-oh. While I'm at the lounge, right? So I panic and, I'm try- and I, you know, try to run to the gate. Since I have eaten so much, I can't run. So I start walking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm trying to walk and I don't really get that far either. So um, I see one of those, uh, you know, those mini taxis or whatever they have at the airport. Yeah. And they're obviously going somewhere important. I wave them down and they stop and I'm like, hey, I'm, I, I'm about to miss my flight. Can you please take me to my gate? He's like, what city are you flying to? I said, Islamabad. So he was like, okay, sit down. He just said, sit down, that's it. And then he like whizzed the car to the gate. Like, I don't know, I got there in like a minute and the whole gate was empty. They were like closing the gate, but thankfully they let me through. And yeah, that was, that was a super crazy experience. But yeah, that's what happened this winter. Aman's first venture into adulthood failed miserably. <laughs> Very miserably. I can't imagine what would have happened if you'd gone home missing your flight just because you sat and ate too much. Like, oh my God. <laughs> That's such an Amon thing to do, though. Honestly. <laughs> what about you, James? Did you get the chance to travel? Guys, I feel like I actually beat all of you in terms of traveling. I've had like a lot of several, I've had like a lot of spontaneous midnight travels. Uh, most of them were actually to the kitchen because oh. I was stuck at home this entire <laughs> this wow. entire winter break. Had me there in the first half. 
Yeah. I actually didn't travel as well. I was supposed to go back home for our wedding, surprisingly. <laughs> My first cousin too. Like, is there something wrong? Is it wedding season? I don't know. I think it is. Uh, but I canceled my flight last minute, like three days before, because the COVID situation was uh, uneasy for me. And I was a bit scared. So I decided to pull the plug and I didn't go. But uh, I did travel to Sharjah. <laughs> um, I, I live in Dubai. I'm Dubai based, obviously. And I feel like my time in Sharjah is very limited. So I decided to plan like a whole day in Sharjah exploring it. And I took my parents and my siblings with me and we actually had so much fun. We visited the rain room. We visited a bunch of museums and it was really fun. No, that's actually cute. Cause it's like you're a tourist here in Sharjah. Yeah. You're talking about Sharjah like it's another country. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for me it is <laughs> because I really don't know anything about Sharjah. Like, most of my experience in Sharjah is from Muni and back. That's about it. For me, I don't really have any stories that are crazy when I was traveling. I guess uh, the longest flight I ever took was about 16 hours when I traveled from here to Los Angeles. And that was so long. It was so, so long. And you know when you are like watching the time continuously and it mm-hmm. feels like it's not... <laughs> It's not moving. That was me on the flight for 16 hours. And what were you doing? Yeah. I mean, I was watching a bunch of movies. I watched, I had a Marvel movie marathon. um, And then at one point, my eyes were so strained from staring at a screen for like continuous 12 hours or whatever it was. So I tried to take a nap, but that didn't really work out for me. And I was not sitting in in a comfortable position on the chair or the chair wasn't comfy. So. No, that's yeah. my biggest thing too, Dalal. Most of my flights are really long ones, uh, over eight hours long. And you have to fill up the time somehow. And it's so difficult because I can watch movies straight. Like when I'm at home, I can binge Netflix like it's nothing. But for some reason, when I'm in the airplane, I just feel sick. I feel like yeah. I'm going to throw up. I feel like I'm going to, uh, like my eyes are just straining and I can't last long. So I have to shuffle between different things. And I can't even sleep either. So like sleeping isn't an option for me. I mean, Dalal, I can relate to that. The longest flight I've ever had is also to Los Angeles, California. Uh, mm-hmm. But the funny thing is like, it's a 16 hour flight, right? So I was like, okay, what do I do? And you go to, your go-to thing is to watch movies. So as soon as I got on the plane, you know, I watched a movie. And by the time that movie, I think it was midway or it ended, uh, we got served some food. I was like, okay, great. I and then I slept for like three hours or four hours. I woke up and we're not even halfway through the <laughs> flight, okay? And I was like, okay, I'll eat some more food. So I, so I ordered more food <laughs> <laughs> to pass the time. Okay, and you also get hungry. Don't attack me, guys. And then once I finished eating, I was like, okay, I'll watch another movie. So I watched another movie and then I got sleepy. So I slept again for like two, three hours. Then I woke up and then I got served some more food. Come on, your travel stories are always paired with food. <laughs> I mean, any story that one has is always paired with food. It doesn't have to be to do with travel. That's true. That's pretty true. And then I think I watched another movie and then, you know, somehow the flight ended, but it was crazy. It was very long. Yo, have we all been to the US in like the same time? That would be crazy because I've traveled to Los Angeles as well. Except Yo. for me, it was like, <laughs> it was like a connecting flight. We went to Chicago, then another flight to Seattle, and then it was a road trip to LA. So that was pretty fun. And honestly, I don't remember how I passed time in that flight. It was like 
2017. But I do remember that I had an amazing view from the window and like at one point I could see ice and whatnot down there. I don't remember the routes, but it was it was pretty gorgeous. Uman, so you're the window seat type of person. Yeah, I'd like fight for the window seat. It's clearly the best seat on the plane. That's the only valid option. No, no, no. That's super debatable, especially for long flights. Like, how many times do you go to the toilet? Exactly. I'll hold it. I don't know. I get claustrophobic when I'm sitting on the window seat, and then on one side is the window, and on the other side, it's like this other person, and you can't really move or do much. So, I hate the window seat, to be honest. I prefer the aisle seat. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you can easily go anytime. You can also lean a bit forward and look through the window. (laughs) I feel like the only argument to be on like the window seat is so you can look outside, take pretty pictures. And like, look, that is like one, what is that? Like five minutes in your entire flight. And then the rest of it, you're like scrunched up in the corner. It's not worth it. You know what? I travel with James, so I have like an easy access to the window seat since he's not going to fight for it. Yeah, I guess that makes us all great travel buddies. Actually, when I traveled to the U.S., I was not privileged enough to have a window seat. I was stuck in the middle between my sisters because That's for the some worst. reason, yeah, for some reason they fought. And even though I'm the oldest, <laughs> I had to sit between them and I just didn't want to make any drama. But that trip to America was so much fun. I went in with like very high expectations because America is very hyped and like Los Angeles specifically. But I did experience a lot of cultural shocks when I was there, which I was not expecting because I feel like our perception of the West is very influenced by the media we consume, but also it's very similar to what we have here. So I wasn't expecting to be shocked, but I was. There were some things where I was very shocked when I saw. For example, on Sunday, everything shuts down, like everything. And I was mind blown because I was like, what do you mean everything including malls fast food chains and the world kind of shuts down on sunday so it's like what do you do on a sunday because it's the weekend for them for us on the weekends we always go to the malls we always go out to eat and it's like the day where you go out you're not at home but i guess there it's the opposite yeah the law i feel like i'm feeling the same shock you felt back then because i didn't know anything about this until now what so what do you guys what, what did they do during Sunday? I don't know. So, I mean, obviously, I guess a lot of them go to church. But for me, what our family did was we didn't know. So we went to a bunch of like malls. We went to a bunch of restaurants. And every time we went, it was closed. So we ended up just taking a stroll on the beach and then going back to the hotel because we, we didn't know what to do. There was nothing for us to do. Yeah, I faced a time-related culture shock when I went to Thailand. So... They have dinner there at like 6 p.m. I have my evening tea and biscuits at 7 p.m. And like dinner happens all the way late at 10 or something. Wait, wait, wait. I'm on tea and biscuit? (laughs) You sound very British. I mean, I have them too. (laughs) Oh my God. No, that's that's a classic thing to do. But yeah, when I went there and everything starts closing at like 6, 7. And then the other family we met there also had dinner ready at like 6. And it was like, what? I'm expecting tea right now question mark what is going on it was it was a cultural shock that i didn't expect at all and everything closes after that so if you don't eat if you don't have food at home turns out to be a problem out there that's another thing a lot of things close by 8 p.m by 9 p.m and that's what we leave the house on a friday night or a saturday (laughs) night 
So that was also shocking for me, not only in America, but in other places that I visited. I actually have a story as well about culture shock, but I guess it's reversed. I guess it's other people entering the UAE and feeling some sort of culture shock. So this actually happened still on the plane. You know how like when the plane lands and everybody stands up to rush outside, but then the doors are still closed. So you end up just standing there. Yeah. Right. So this happened during that time. So we were standing, we were waiting for the doors to open and there's these American uh, couples behind us. And they were talking about how it would be so exciting to kind of uh, visit Dubai and uh, explore the different places. And then I made small talk with them. I'm like, hey, yeah, I was actually born and raised here in the UAE. It's a great place. I was pointing out some great places that they could visit. And they all just went quiet, looked at me, and they were like, wait, so you're born in the UAE? I'm like, yeah. They're like, how do you speak English so well? Don't they speak Arabic? And I didn't know how to respond. I'm like, English is like widely spoken here, but I guess they weren't aware. Uh-oh. I guess they would be shocked if they found out that you literally can't speak a single word in Arabic. <laughs> uh, I literally know like three Arabic letters. But James, I had a similar story. I don't know if it's similar or not, but it's something crazy that happened to me where it was like reverse cultural shock, I guess. Um, when I was about 11 years old, I traveled with my parents to Malaysia and uh, we were having so much fun. It was a great place, by the way. Really recommend you visit it. It was beautiful. But for some reason, people were approaching us. And for some reason, they had a fascination with the fact that I was white. I don't know if I was, <laughs> I was white or because I looked very different to how they look. But random people would come up to me and want to take pictures with me. And I didn't understand why. Oh, that's like, maybe so funny. <laughs> they, they probably thought I was like some child celebrity or like child singer. Or Her something. first celebrity moment. Yeah, yeah. That was my debut as a celebrity. But the funniest part to me about that story is I can imagine that I'm in like 50 people's family photo albums or something. Just like a random <laughs> picture of me in their books. But I have a few pictures with them too because my dad was like, this is really funny because they randomly <laughs> wanted to take pictures with me. So I don't remember it happening, but when I was scrolling through the albums, I just saw a picture with random people. And I was like, dad, what is this? He's like, oh yeah, when we were in Malaysia, random people wanted to take pictures with you. So I was like, and you let them? Like, stranger danger. Yeah. That's rule number one, stranger danger. So that was really weird. And I never understood why, but maybe somewhere out there, there's a Malaysian celebrity who looks exactly like me. It's my doppelganger. But guys, there's one thing I noticed whenever I travel to a place I've never been before, I noticed that I'd spend the few days before a flight just kind of researching, learning the language. Like, for instance, when my friends and I were about to travel to Korea, I literally sat down and practiced some Korean phrases. And, you know, I was really researching. I'm wondering if you guys have the same experience. Do you guys research before you travel or do you just want to get surprised? I don't necessarily um, research the language, but I definitely try to look into things that are considered offensive um, to the culture that I'm visiting because I don't want to do anything that is offensive, of course. So I look into types of clothing that are unaccepted or hand gestures that are seen as offensive. And of course, I plan an itinerary. Is that not normal? Like I plan the places I want to visit and what day I'm going to visit them. I like to be organized with that. 
Speaking of planning, uh, there was this one super unplanned trip where I traveled to the U.S. And the thing is, my family was already traveling. Uh, they already had a whole plan and everything. And I was not supposed to go because, you know, university was starting up. Uh, but, you know, the rest of my family was free. So the day that they're traveling, they're like, Amon, we booked your ticket too. You're coming with us. And it was like five hours before the flight, I found out. So I obviously rushed all my packing and everything. But the funny thing is, when I was meeting with the T with Gen Z team, because we usually have a weekly meeting, everyone's, you know, just talking about what they're doing. And, and I'm like, hey, guys, uh, I'm in the U.S. <laughs> so that, that was pretty funny. It caught everyone off guard. And yeah, it was pretty sudden for me as well. Um, I wouldn't describe it as funny. I would say <laughs> it was... Confusing. <laughs> yes. It threw us off because this was back when it was like a week before our launch. Am I correct? Yeah, Something like that. Right. So we were all extremely stressed. And then our editor just decides to pack his bags and leave without any prior <laughs> warning. So, yeah. But the love, this is what I'm talking about. There's some people like us who love to have things planned out, you know, kind of do our research. And there are people like Aman who just, poof, they're gone. They're somewhere else. They're going to figure it out along the way. That's true. Aman thrives on chaos. Kind of. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, though, have you guys had any, like, sudden travel experiences where you just were like, it was super spontaneous. Has that happened to you guys? It's happened, but not in terms of like traveling outside, just within the UAE for like long drives, going far away, entire plans, day out to like barbecue or something. Like we just wake up and it's like, hey, let's leave in another hour. Even that does feel kind of sudden because you, you drop everything you're doing and like suddenly you have your whole day. But yeah, of course, that's different from traveling to a whole other country for a much longer time. I've had like the reverse sudden spontaneous canceling of trips so like we're already packed my family and I were planning on going to Hong Kong and uh just a day before the flight we all weren't really feeling like it so we're like do we want to go <laughs> what do you mean feeling like it I don't know like you know it was a no bones day that's what it was we just weren't feeling it so we're like yeah I don't know what are we gonna do there so we're like yeah okay we can just cancel <laughs> and then we cancel just like that that's pretty crazy, you know, gonna lie. I have never had a spontaneous trip planned or canceled. That's not my vibe. I would not enjoy that. I'm a very anxious person as is, and I need to know things in advance. Because then you'll catch me in my room trying to plan outfits, trying to do stuff like that. So that's not really my thing. But I feel like if I were to ever have a spontaneous travel moment, it would be like later on in the future when it's like me and my future partner or something like that like a honeymoon destination kind of thing because my dream destination is actually Prague I would really really like to go to Czech Republic and see Prague I don't know why but you know the scene from Tangled where there's like the floating lanterns there's a festival that they do every now and then in Prague and I it's my dream to go see that so that's my dream destination and I would spontaneously leave for that that sounds so pretty I feel like you just added another thing to my bucket list what is your bucket list, James? Yeah, suddenly you caught me off guard. What is my bucket list? Look, I feel like there's just a bunch of countries I want to visit. I particularly want to go on like a trip across Europe with friends. I feel like that would be so fun. Just like each day or even within the same day, you just hop over from different countries. Yes. Uh, kind, of like, kind of like a speed round thing where you're not really staying for a long time in any place. You're just hopping over. I feel like that would be fun. Tea with Gen Z Europe trip, question mark? I'm so down. Amon, where would you like to go? 
so honestly it's a country i've already been to but i really want to go again <laughs> and it's turkey oh i love turkey same so okay so the number one reason is obviously the food okay yes. you guys probably saw this coming but number two is uh because there's like tons of amazing places to visit in turkey in terms of like history architecture and just nature as well i'm pretty sure you guys have seen those pictures on instagram with the hot air balloons i think it's in cappadocia i don't know how to say the name but yeah that's something i want to go i want to go on like a hot air balloon so cute i love that what about you aman what's your dream destination thanks aman for asking me that well i don't really have a dream destination but i just like places which have a lot of nature um so no countries in specific obviously lots of options but lately i've been developing this greater interest of learning things about history by being in the places so to start off i really want to visit spain for like andalusian history and other places in middle east like jordan that's something i'm looking forward to jordan woohoo i'll be your tour guide jordan has a lot of nice history and beautiful things to see yeah i've heard that so i want to go there yeah i want to go to petra Yes, it's beautiful. Fun fact, I've actually never been to Petrov. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Let's not expose me further. <laughs> um, we had a great time discussing our travel experiences and our future destinations with you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, James. Thank you, Aman Squared. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it was the most monotone nice one ever as well. And guys, make sure to follow us on Instagram at tea with Gen Z underscore to stay updated. And keep sipping tea with Gen Z. Aman has been dying to say that. He's been <laughs> dying to say that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>